10 to 9, you are with SFM 104-107. And uh, this is Word Domination. It's where we look at books. It's where we look at language. Shane has been sending us all sorts of um, messages. And I did like this, uh, some trivia for us, saying many years ago, they had a a sci-fi writing competition. The entrants had to write the shortest sci-fi story. The short story winning entrant wrote, Today the sun rose in the west. I like that, Shane. I like that a lot. But here's the question to you. Are you reading a book? And if so, what language are you reading it in? And uh, how do we look at translation and the translation of languages as well? Also, the importance of the diversification of African languages on online translation tools. Dr. Alistair McQuenna is the country director of South Africa, Google. And uh, there's a Google translation service and language learning project, which he is able to talk to us further about. Dr. Mokwena, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Michelle, and and good morning to the listeners. Talk to us about the languages, firstly, that uh, are translated on Google. Okay, so basically, um, you know, machine learning has been used now to to find languages and translate them so that people around the world can express themselves and so we can break down these language barriers. There's about 7,000 languages in the world, and out of the 7,000, we've managed to translate 133 languages on Google Translate. And the recent um, announcement we made is that we've added 24 new languages, um, which are spoken by 300 million people around the world. Now, part of the criteria I was looking at under-resourced languages, underserved uh, languages when it comes to tech platforms, as well as languages that are spoken by huge populations. Now, that will lead you naturally to continents like Africa and Asia, you know, where we looked at um, um, basic languages across the board. In South Africa alone, we now have seven out of our 11 official languages, which are now available on Google Translate. And that's your English, Afrikaans, the Sotho, Zulu, Kosa. And recently we added Sepedi and Tonga. Yeah, we actually added Sepedi and Tonga recently. And with that, you've got 80% of South Africa's languages now on Google Translate, which is, which is really exciting. Okay, so I just want to, I'm just looking at the numbers. So there are 7,000 languages in the world, of which... Only 130 are being translated into Google, but of which seven of those 130 are South African languages. We're not doing too badly, are we? No, we're not, actually. And, you know, if you look at um, the sort of the number breakdown, let's take the 24 that, are, that have now been added. Yeah. Um, you've got about 14 million that's, that's um, spoken um, by people in Mali and the language is Bambara. And if you look at Ghana and Togo, there's a language called Ewe. It's got about 7 million speakers. You know, in Sierra Leone, there's 4 million Creole speakers. A big population group is Lingala in uh, the DRC and Angola and so on. And there's about 45 million people who speak that language. In Uganda, you've got a language called Luganda. It's spoken by 20 million. So there's lots and lots of population groups out there that have previously been underserved. And these people have been left behind. So the whole idea is break down language barriers, allow people to express themselves in their home language, but also give them access to very useful information on the net. So this is a very exciting project, and we've targeted for now at least, um, you know, translating about a thousand languages, uh, which, which I think will make a big dent towards, you know, sort of closing the gap between languages that are that are resourced and which are mostly kind of spoken in the West, as well as these underserved languages. 
Tell us how the Google um, language learning uh, service, translation service, works. So I think what's actually happened in recent times is that machine translation technology has improved a lot, um, especially after integrating deep learning with um, natural language processing. Now, what deep learning is very simply that it's a machine learning technique that allows machines to do what naturally comes to humans, and that's learning by examples, right, and copying and representing. Um, and a, a good example of, of this kind of deep learning is technology used in driverless cars to help them identify a stop sign. Now, typically, um, machine translation models use what we call um, multilingual sets, where you have a language that's already been translated and you can find it on the Internet. You use your language detectors or your web crawlers to identify those languages, and it's quite easy to build data sets accordingly. The problem is when you're dealing with monolingual text, i.e. languages that have never been translated before, um, and when you use web crawlers to kind of identify some of these monolingual data sets, the quality isn't always great because it's normally slang, you know, so it's more noise as opposed to usable text. So we've we've come up with this, you know, very, very interesting technology, uh, which is zero-dot technology, which basically trains, um, you know, um, web crawlers to work with monolingual text. Uh, it identifies it, it's got nice filters, and it's able to give you great data sets that have never been translated before, and then you train the machines to actually translate that into other languages, uh, which is, which is, which is like a, you know, like the real breakthrough when it comes to technology, and it's, and it's helped us get to, to this level of translation where languages that were previously not even, you know, uh, codified, like some of your Creole languages, are now actually uh, being translated, which is, which is fantastic. You know, Dr. McQueno, I, I, I forget the exact term, but I understand that um, one of the issues, of course, about um, uh, artificial intelligence and uh, codes that then be- are created in these kinds of translation services is that there's a bias that is created. So if your language is excluded, the bias against you becomes very apparent in the kinds of words, the kinds of images, the kinds of translations that are happening. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's, that's why it's important to combine uh, machine learning with human power. So we've worked with about 100 people. Um, you know, most of them are Googlers. We've worked with university professors. We've worked with communities to help us look at these languages and say, how is the quality of the translated data set? And also, which languages should we be looking to kind of incorporate? So in some instances, communities approach us and say, listen, we've got these five languages. Can you help us, you know, uh, get them into Google Translate? So I think through that human interaction, we're actually able to remove bias. We're able to ensure that no one is left behind. But I think if you just leave everything to technology, technology is great, but it's not perfect. You know, yeah. you'll find that you miss some things or, or you might have, you know, bias creeping in. So the human reviewers uh, make a big, big, big difference by kind of keeping us honest. So, okay, the way forward. We have um, seven of our languages are currently uh, there in Google Translate, which is just really, really good to hear. What about the other, how many is it, four? Yeah, so what we're looking to do is basically build uh, data translation sets for about a thousand languages. So we've got seven out of the 11 um, from South Africa. We're looking to add more, even though the seven represent 80% of the population. Because I yeah. guess if you target one or two of the large uh, languages in the in the, the sort of the languages, yeah. people tend to understand the Sutu groups, three or four different language groups tend to understand. But the idea is that in the fullness of time, 
you want to make sure that every language is represented. Um, you know, I think it's really important for, for those of us who work in the technology space to ensure that the emerging world is not left behind. I mean, if you look at the African continent, we've got 1.3 billion people and yeah. only about 330 million are, are actually on the internet. Now, we need to close that gap. And part of closing the gap is ensuring that the internet actually speaks the language um, of those people, you know. So yeah. so there's lots of work to be done, but I'm really excited that Africa, um, you know, has huge, um, you know, sort of coverage. Um, there's still quite a bit of work to be done, but I think we're definitely on the right track, and technology is improving every day. So, yeah, I think you must look out for more exciting announcements. It does. Um, Dr. McQuenna, in closing, you know, earlier we were talking to another Dr. McQuenna, a different spelling, uh, around the um, the oral version of, of, of signage as opposed to the written version, which is, of course, oral as opposed to written in so many different spaces. Is this something that sort of sticks in the back of your head that you think, hmm, I wonder how we could handle that at some point? Yeah, so I mean, if you look at Google search, you know, you, you can either type in words or you can speak to it, you know. Um, even now, when, you, when you're when trying to remember a song and you don't know the words, you can actually go into Google search and click on the mic and hum a song um, and it'll give you suggestions and nine times out of ten it's actually accurate. So we already understand there's, there's people living with disabilities, people, you know, who either rely on Braille or on sound. So it's very important to ensure that technology doesn't leave anybody behind. You create accommodations for members of society. And I think oral versus written text absolutely is the way to go. So we're constantly looking for ways to ensure that we drive diversity and inclusion uh, through our platforms. And that's important. Dr. McQuena, thank you so much for joining us. It's interesting stuff. Dr. Alistair McQuena, Country Director of South Africa, Google, Google South Africa, and uh, looking at how we translate. But those numbers are interesting. Eh? If there are 7,000 languages uh, in the world, then 130 of them, not much, have been translated so far. But of those 137 of our 11 have been translated. And I think that that um, does show uh, really impressive work by um, Google South Africa. But then again, as Dr. McQuena says, there are 1.3 billion people in the or on the continent, and we need to make sure that none of them are, to use this phrase, left behind. We're moving into nine o'clock. After nine o'clock, we have our special guest presenter, Nobantu Modise. So nine o'clock, time for the news. Good morning.